Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore O-R-L. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.
Welcome, everybody. This is Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, May the 2nd, 8.36 p.m. Thank you so much for being. We're live uh, here at LPO. Uh, a lot of exciting news um, around Orlando City. Uh, not so exciting news about Orlando Pride. And then, obviously, a couple of uh, news that have come up uh, during the span of the few hours regarding former players of Orlando City. Um I mean, the game against Charlotte, I think it was, I expected more out of Charlotte, believe it or not. Uh, I expected um, a hard-fought uh, hard battle. Um, a lot of the refereeing, I wasn't too too happy with the, with the referee. I think uh, referees like that should not, should not ever get the chance to host any World Cup or professional soccer matches. That was horrendous what I saw on, uh, on the pitch. And uh, I want to say hello to everybody. Thank you to everybody that's um, on our on our Facebook, on on our Twitter, LPO underscore podcast. Also, everybody that's um, live on our YouTube channel, click on the notification bell for more notifications. We're also available um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much to everybody that's uh, supporting this um, this outlet. And uh, also thank you to Orlando City for allowing us to to cover, you know, and, and do what we love, right? Uh, which is cover Orlando State and Orlando Pride and OCB. Dave, how are you, my friend? <laughs> Happy days. Happy yes, days. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Luis. Happy Monday to everybody. Uh, again, I don't get tired of saying this, Luis. I'm, I'm glad that a lot of people are enjoying the content. Several people approached me on Saturday night to uh, just basically thank us for, for the content, and we do it. We do it because we love the club. As you guys know, my stance when it comes to fan-driven uh, creators, uh, uh, the, you know, fan-driven content and all the creators behind them, we do this with one purpose only because we love Orlando City. We do it for free, and uh, our motives are never nefarious. Uh, we never want to hurt anybody, any group, or anything associated with Orlando City. So uh, respect us <laughs> for that reason alone. And... Um, Great news. It was a great victory. Uh, I was super excited. Uh, uh, we'll talk about this later on, but I, I, I was there with, with a friend from England, first time experiencing Orlando City, first time experiencing MLS and, and, and American football, and uh, he couldn't stop talking about it. It was, it, it was that impressive. Obviously, when you win that big, you know, the experience is going to be blown up. So, um, so, yeah, it was a fantastic night. And one of the things, one of my favorite YouTubers – uh, Ellis Platten out of um, Away Days, uh, the Away Days channel. Um, he's he's one of these guys that goes to different stadiums throughout the pyramid of English football, and and does basically what I do in, in my in my channel, uh, the Legendary David. Just basically blog about the games. Also, uh, he's all about uh, collecting jerseys, and he was this Saturday at the game. And uh, he put out a video that I believe is like in the 30,000 range, probably more, last time I checked, uh, yeah, showcasing man. our club. So I'm super excited, man. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, hopefully we'll get to that point, you know, for sure. I mean, I know, I know it's a matter of time. With everyone's support, right, we can definitely get to those numbers at some point. Um, again, I want to encourage everybody to follow us on our social media. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're as loud and proud Orlando. So let's start with some comments. Right? Victor Sanchez, how you doing? That's a Purple Hearts, uh, a great game for Orlando City for sure. We'll dive in into that. 
Uh, Ahmed Selim says, uh, great outcome. We play well. Referees left a lot to be desired, but I feel like we could have played better given our opponents, uh, how our opponents were playing. Yeah, I was surprised about uh, Charlotte. I expected the three amigos to link up. Alcibar, uh, Titi Ortiz, and also Alan Franco. And Alan Franco had maybe a couple. You know, he, he looked for that penalty. And then, you know, we'll, we'll dive in, into that more. But the news right now, what's going and booming, I know it's making everybody, you know, it's ruffling a lot of feathers. It's not ruffling a lot of feathers. I don't know. I sent some, uh, some polls. There's one on Instagram. And then I sent one on, on Twitter regarding this. It's um, the news. And I'm going to say here, um, Paul Tenorio, right? Paul Tenorio, famous uh, soccer commentator, pretty much said that um, Chris Mueller, former Orlando City player, it's it's no longer uh, at Hibernian, and he's looking for his way out of Hibernian. They, they let go his manager, and uh, he's on his way back into the MLS, but not to Orlando City. He's apparently in, in further down heavy talks with Chicago Fire uh, to, be, to be back. He's actually Mueller originally from Chicago. He's from Illinois. He was born in Illinois. So, you know, he, he's back home, right, quote, unquote. And obviously what Orlando is getting in return is money, uh, you know, because we have, we, you know, we have to sell, you know, Orlando has to sell their, you know, his rights, playing rights in the MLS to, to Chicago and um, likely possibly a trade, but more likely I think is general allocation money. Right. And, um, you know, it sparked a lot of controversy, right? Some people wish him the best. Some people are saying, um, you know, this is a, a player that, I will never say he'll be forever a lion or, or the forever a lion moniker doesn't apply to him. Some people say he was looking for his way out and he, he made a crazy move to a league that is honestly, I mean, at the level of championship or, or you know, uh, the Scottish League is only Celtic and Rangers. Come on, people. I mean, it, it, I mean let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. Uh, and... Um, you know, so and and you know, what are people's thoughts? So we're gonna read the the, the polls in just a moment. We're gonna read your comments. Leave your comments now. Uh, express your thoughts. We would love to hear you out, Dave. What are your thoughts regarding this news? Well, first things first. I was disappointed. Um, he only lasted in Europe, not even six months. Uh, as a connoisseur of sorts of the uh, British game. Uh, and this is something that um, Luis and I were talking. If you're going to go to the UK to play football, England is the place where you want to go. Why? Because it's the, the, the constituent, uh, constituent, I think that's the word. But one of the four countries that make up the uh, uh, the UK. Uh, they have a, name, a word for it. I can't remember what it was. Anyways, point is, is uh, 56 million people live in uh, England. 5 million in uh, Scotland and 1.5 respectively in Northern Ireland and Wales. So um, Scotland has about three divisions really. And um, like, like Louis said, you know, the, the, the big boys, uh, Celtic Rangers, 
Ibernian and the uh, Hearts are the ones at the very top, and basically everybody else comes in and out of uh, the top uh, flight. Um, is um, this is one of the things about Europe, and this is something that I discussed in Tiro de Esquina with our friend Sergio uh, once. That when the situation with Facundo, I I was saying that for Latin Americans. If somebody says, hey, I'm going to be a bench warmer in the first division of San Marino, uh, that, that that is an achievement. But if you are going to say, hey, I'm going to MLS to be a, uh, a starter, then that's bad. You know, Europe, for the sake of being Europe, it, it not necessarily translates into, into good football. Um, you know, there's big countries and little countries. Uh, and he went over there. My my disappointment with the whole thing is uh, he was signed in in July, if I'm not mistaken, and the guy just checked out from Orlando City. He was not the same after that. Uh, he was visibly upset that he was uh, forced to stay here, although he had a contract that kept him here. Um, Hibernian could have paid to bring him earlier. They chose not to because, uh, obviously, they would have gotten him on a free in the winter uh, window. Uh, so that's what they decided to do. And one one thing that was very telling was um, in during points uh, with Pareja, somebody asked Oscar about the situation with Chris Mueller. And uh, he said that if he could go back in time, that probably they would have approached it a different way. They had a player that really doesn't, it was just, you know, was a disruption. Uh, he had to constantly ask him, are you here? Are you going to give me 100%? Are we, you know, and, and, and when you have a uh, situation where you have to reiterate, reinforce, remind an employee that they are working there, uh, that they have to do the work there, uh, to me, that's problematic. Any of us know how in the United States it's a, um, a tra uh, not a tradition, but it's a, a customary to give your employer a two-week notice before you move on to a new job. I don't know about you, but my worst work, I do it on those two weeks. I'm like, eh, not doing that. I'm not getting, I'm not starting that. Two week one honest, if somebody quits, just let them go. I don't understand the idea of of the two weeks because quite honestly, people are in, in those situations. They, they're already ready to move on. They're already telling you, I don't want to be here. So with that, uh, I'm upset. Uh, as far as Orlando City, we're getting some money. Um, yeah, and I think a pick too, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who knows? We may we may get uh, a player in the deal. Who knows? Uh, things are in the works, uh, from what I hear. So uh, I wish him the best. Him and his family, top top people. Uh, his wife. We're always nice to the fans. I see already. There's a lot of uh, people throwing, ridiculing him, and and saying so mean things. I'm not gonna do that because I have to remember that you know that 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 Chris gave gave us everything he had wasn't it was it enough? Did it upset him the things that he said in um, in Hibernian, which in my opinion probably were yeah. context. Uh, I have I have I've actually an image that obviously it was changed. I, I, you you'll you'll understand. Look look at this. So they just. And this is from uh, Rocco Staino, so I want to um, give a shout out. They sent me this, right? Apparently, he said this to Hi in, in Hibernian, but obviously, they put Chicago Fire here, but mm -hmm. I mean, it, it should have said Hibs, right? Mm -hmm. um, so he just said, I believe I was meant to be somewhere where they live, breathe, and die football. 
that's how I live my life. I feel uh, like I belong at a club like Hibernian. But obviously, they put Chicago Fire in there. Obviously, they're already with the trolls and stuff, which is which is okay. I mean, honestly, as a fan perspective, I understand why some people will be upset because you know, especially the supporters, right? They go out. They, 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 I mean, look, look what they did against Charlotte, right? I mean, fantastic atmosphere, 17,000 people chanting from minute one to, you know, every single section was chanting. Corujo came out with a headache because, you know, people would, every time he touched the ball, people were booing him. So, I mean, people in Orlando were showing up, they showed up against Charlotte, right? So he lived. I think the 2018 season for Chris Mueller, no one's going to forget that Chris Mueller. I mean, uh, he was, I think, one of the best players in that team. And obviously, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of mm-hmm. understand, you know, live, breathe, and die football. Some of those supporters live, breathe, and, and die football. You know, they're avid football fans. Maybe, you know, obviously, I, I'm, the United States – it's not as a maybe a rich soccer culture, historic soccer culture as maybe, you know, the Scottish, but you can downplay, you know, it's, you know, it kind of sounds like a downplay, right? Which I understand why some people will get frustrated about that. Personally, I, just like you said, uh, Dave, I wish him the, I wish him the very best, you know, um, and whatever he does. I honestly think that we have the pieces that we're not going to honestly, you know, cry about it you know we you know players come and go the club stays the crest stays the supporters stay the history stays the cups stay right so i think uh we're ready to move on right i mean good for him i mean he's gonna be with shakiri and i mean no, he's going home and uh close to his family he's on newlywed uh his in-laws all that so to chris i wish him the best yeah, yeah. And by the way is constitute jesus I, I, this word is never going to drive me. It's going to drive me crazy. Constitute. Hold on a second. Constituent. Constituent. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> so before before we move on to a different topic, I'm going to go ahead and read some comments here. Uh, it says, Jim D, Ruan is back, baby. Victor Sanchez, Mueller better be ready for the wall. Oof, next year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Brian Guerrero, uh, I want to say hello, my friend. First pick and general allocation money. That's right. Jim D, he's a young kid. I would have said way more stupid stuff at that age. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. I understand. That's true. I mean, and his book is superb. Well, and and, and mean, before his his book superb. And I before we move on, uh, uh, one thing about Chris, um, Orlando City fans at Hips were super excited about get, bring him over. Uh, what what it ended up happening was there was a word of words between those fans and our fans here, and at the end of the day, what it did is. Destroy bridges, hurt their feelings over there in Scotland, and and some people just okay. I'm done with Orlando City. So uh, we have to, as a fan base, we have to respect when people are uh, overseas and following other clubs. I just wanted to say that because at the time it, it broke my heart, and you know, just because Chris is quote unquote saying these things, we shouldn't be insulting the clubs of fellow fans. Right, that's right. Uh, well, I, we did a we did a poll in, in on Instagram, right? And uh, soon, Pineda underscore RL is going to be LPO underscore um, podcast. So I'm just saying right now, throwing it out there, and uh, I will get a, a different account, which I will announce in just a moment. Chris Mueller to Chicago. 
Good for him, wishing the best, 25%. He just wanted out of Orlando by all means, 50%. He should have stayed in Europe, 0%. He should have never left Orlando, 25%. So there's a lot of mixed feelings, right, uh, when it comes to, to Mueller. I, I personally still remember the best Chris Mueller to me was uh, the 20, 2018 Chris Mueller. I, I won't be able to forget that Chris Miller, in my opinion. I mean, what a player. Best then, goal against Atlanta. I will never course. forget that. Yeah, that was that was that was great. I mean, he and you know, maybe he'll he'll do great in in, in Chicago, right? And you just want to, you know, you don't want to wish anybody ill intent. You no, know, absolutely. Not. Uh, you got to be nice like, people like him. I'm coming. Right, right. So I, I I retweeted this out of the LPO account. So everybody go follow Lotto Proud Orlando um, right here. Um, you know Jimmy D, uh, which is Jim D. Can fault a guy for trying to improve his life or career. He should have been more careful with some of his remarks, <clears throat> and he should have been all in until the end of our season. His replacement is either Benji Gaston or Faku. I'm okay with that. No hard feelings. I agree. And then you got also other people right here. Good for him. Uh, this is Mirones FSA. I don't know his name. It says, glad he's back home where he's most comfortable. Hopefully he doesn't go too hard on us next time he plays us. Right? And then uh, Jay. I want to say hello to Jay. I have no hard feelings for Mueller. Even though he gave up last season, I'm a little bit surprised he didn't do better for Hibs. He should have been able to come back to the MLS and have a good career. Mm -hmm. If he can find that 2020 season form again, yeah. 2018 and 2020 to me were the two best years of him. I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, same here. And then, you know, he had four likes. You know, body danger is me <laughs> looking for somebody to <laughs> I got to steal that. Adam Pike, I was bummed City didn't get any compensation with the hips transfer. This is a little. Um, this is a nice little bonus. Not a fan of how he exited the club, but I wish him no ill will. Same here. I I, I agree. I, I wish him the best. Honestly, I, I honestly do. I mean, uh, a couple more, and then obviously how Rojo Stainos they put that picture, and then Win Orlando says here, one of the very few ex OCSC players who the quote once a lion always a lion does not apply. So, oh, that's tough, man. That's tough right there, huh? Yeah. That's, That's harsh. Thing. I'm not passing judgment, but oof, my goodness. You know, you're entitled to your opinion, but that's that's cut. Yeah, no, way. no. I mean, he he yeah, I mean he gave his all. I mean, you don't wanna I mean I, I know I know why the fans will feel, feel that way, and I totally understand. Some heals all wounds. Right now, right. I'm, I'm writing sweet nothings to uh Kyle Aaron to come back here. The rumor right. was that we were in the hunt. And 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 and, 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 and I uh, I asked some questions to people and they didn't deny things so I don't know. You imagine you imagine Arjun Kara and 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 Kyle Laring up top. I, I don't Woo! think people will mind that, right? I don't think people will mind that. I mean, all right, but we'll 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 go and dive into you know keep leaving your comments. Orlando City versus Charlotte, right? What a game! I think uh, one of the best. Well, I mean, it was it was. It, it could have, you know, selfie time. You know, it was happy days, you know. And just the conversations people were having on on Facebook, it was just like, you know. And it's funny because the people were saying, what are we going to complain now, right? And, 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 I mean, it was just happy days. That's why the name of the title of today's show is Happy Days. Because 
you know, there really wasn't, I, I, I think I will point out, and I think the, uh, I'm going to read a comment from Twitter also from a person who, who sent a, a important message, right? And I think to give my first overview of the game, and then I'll pass it to, to Dave. I expect the monitor to Charlotte. I think Charlotte came out with a high press the first 15 minutes of the game. Um, as, as they couldn't get through because the back line of Orlando was working perfectly, their press started dwindling down. And the three in the middle started not communicating with each other. And Orlando took advantage of that. And then, in, the, in my opinion, in the second half, and at the end of the second half, they just went all out. And then they used that, the wings, right? They use the flanks. Or they call the flanks. They call them the wings. The flanks. And that's when not only Facundo, but Ruan started coming about. And that's honestly where Orlando's soccer and Orlando's football or, or fo- football comes from, the, the flanks. Every time Orlando has a, a great game on either flank, Orlando probably wins the game and has a lot of attacking prowess. I still believe Orlando needs to work a little bit on the finishing because they were a couple of times, a couple of things, and maybe, you know, Orlando needed to finish a little bit better the play. That was just my opinion. But overall, I was surprised about Charlotte. Like, Charlotte wasn't doing anything. In the second half, I did notice almost the, first, the last 10 minutes, they started attacking a little bit more. And I think when they uh, when Bender came in, which was the sub for Ortiz, when, or- when Ortiz came out and Bender came in, Bender, what a great player Charlotte has. I'm going to say right now, that kid needs to be a starter. If Ortiz doesn't pan out and you cannot have the three in the mid working, if, and, and it's Ortiz, the rotten apple, take him out and put Bender. Because yesterday with Bender, Alcibar and Franco, that's how Charlotte got their goal. Even though, in my opinion, it was not a penalty, and Benji Michel agreed in post-press conference, personally, uh, Bender needs to start for Charlotte moving forward, in my opinion. But um, great result, and now you know we'll talk about that later. Orlando has a complicated schedule coming up, and uh, we'll see how Orlando does. I personally do, do not want to see passive aggressiveness again. Like, we're one game, you know, oh, my God, no. Throwing away the season, man. Can't do this, man. And then the next game, a phenomenal game. Best game. I love you. Hearts. Hearts. You know what I mean? Like, we got to have some – we got to be a little bit consistent too, right? I'm I'm just saying because that's what I noticed, right? Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts? First thoughts, first impressions of the game. Well, first of all, um, I was expecting us not to not to lay an egg uh, because the Tuicuaranes, um, you know, the the game the game last week uh, left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Uh, I felt that uh, you know I just don't know what happened, and uh, this man showed up. Oh, man, I have to tell you, it. I have to tell you that I did criticize uh, Juan. In the sense of like, where's where's the guy that we love? You know, where's the guy that 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 runs out there? And a lot of people were joking that he had read the comments and uh, and, and was ready for them. 
Uh, I can tell you this. He's not on Twitter, but he's definitely on Instagram. And some people said some very nasty oh, yeah. things to him. Uh, send him direct messages. I'm sorry. You, you know, if you are the type of people that send disgusting uh, direct messages to players, you know, you don't love the club. Juan, out of all people, here's a guy that, that on his time off, uh, with his church helps uh, in our the community. community. A lot, a lot of people. Super humble guy. You know, him and his wife, they're the nicest people I've ever met. Very, uh, I mean, just it's just an overall very nice guy. This is a guy, lost his mom, came back with the same intensity because he could have been like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm playing back because, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm mourning and everybody would have thrown him a towel. He came back with uh, the same intensity. Um, but uh, he shut people up, and I'm glad. I'm happy for him because one of the things that uh, uh, I just found out today was that uh, our friend Juan Tejeda uh, is the second defender in our MLS history with a goal and an assist in a single match. And this uh, feat was uh, done first by Yoshimari Otun. So Yoshimari left in 20. 18, 2019, right? So it has been that long since the last time one of our defenders had, had, a, had a shift. And I couldn't stop saying it at the game. The guy was just having a game. He was just not satisfied with, with a goal like that, which, by the way, uh, Benji Michelle and the genius of Robin Jansen uh, on the assist on that goal. But then... Flick. He, Oh my goodness! Yeah, that, hello, that's that what you pay flick. the money. That's why you pay the money. In my opinion, that's the cherry on top. All right, that's 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 the salt on the rim of your shot. That's what you pay for that. You know, so, it's funny because in the post press conference, he said, "You know, I saw him coming." So I'm typically not the type of player who makes the fancy plays, right? But because I saw it coming, I just let it, you know, flicked it, you know, a little flicked it. And I, like, he didn't mean to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And luckily, you know, uh, you know. if I found, if I found one on the, on, on the second, on the far post, uh, and, um, and then, the, then the, the goal to me that has put one on the map is the one with Facundo Torres. To me, yeah. that goal, there's three things that are happening on this, this, this piece of art. Number one, uh, Mauricio Pereira understanding the, the how defensively bad Charlotte was at that point, flickers the ball, Juan takes it, and probably we haven't seen Juan like this in weeks, so it took me by surprise. But <clears throat> what makes the play even better is the foresight of Facundo Torres being tripped. Reminds right. me sort of like the uh, what we were trying to do in DC a few years back that ended mm -hmm. up in that golazo from Rooney. Uh, but he didn't stay down. He got himself up and pa foot per foot kept up with Juan, which is not an easy feat to do, especially when he has uh, when he, he has a, a start on you. And 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 got that selfless pass, and we are two nil, and the place goes crazy. And that video, uh, obviously in Uruguay, they have played it a billion times already. Uh, all the uh, European snobs in Spain that love Fac Facundo Torres are 
praising Orlando. I mean, one of the guys in Spain, I, 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 if I can remember his name, I'll, I'll tell you in a minute, uh, that that really, really hated the move to MLS. He's doing videos with our jersey, loving yeah, yeah. The, You know I mean? It's just, just insanity. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, a lot of people while watching that video, they're like, hey, uh, number two, what a great player. How, what a speedy player. So Juan has put himself on the map, and obviously we see this uh, picture here uh, for the guys that are listening on uh, audio. He has the this homemade flash uh, mask, mask that came out of nowhere. When I saw him on, on at live, I'm like, "What? What is he doing?" <laughs> for, for, uh, I believe he got a yellow card for it as a fourth official. Yeah, it's thing. honestly beyond be honest with you. Those are I, I know that's a rule, right? Um, uh, it has to be a rule, and, and it is a rule in, in a lot of places in a lot of leagues. It is a stupid rule. I mean, if if you take the jersey out and you know you, go, in my opinion, it kills, it, it kills, you know, the spontaneity and you know the the the, the love of soccer. Right? Takes away the flavor of the you know, the flavor, right? Yeah, yeah, and, for I mean, sure. I mean, he he's not doing anything obscene. Yeah, uh, it, which is interesting because he, if I hand him a pair of glasses or a hat, like a lot of people, it seems like the wall has a prop trunk there uh you know the next thing next thing you know he's gonna walk around with uh, you know the the hammer from a chapulín colorado or something i don't i don't know these people are surprising me right but that's that's okay that's not a yellow but because our man showed up with a uh mask (laughs) which i i I don't know man it mls is gonna do what they want to do yeah it was it was a great uh great celebration i met salim People are very quick to judge. Meanwhile, they couldn't make it from from one end to the pitch to the other without an oxygen tank. Uh, I have right. said that. I have right. said that, Luis. Right, and not only that. I mean, the way they they, they bashed Mauricio Pereira and the last two, even the Red Bulls game. I'll say the Red Bulls was a bad game for everybody, but the one before that. Um, you know, great game by Mauricio Pereira. When Mauricio Pereira has a great game. It, it it it's it it seeps into the whole entire team because he I mean the way he distributed the ball against Charlotte now you have to understand Mauricio Pereira came from the Russian league right and uh, these three amigos that Charlotte had they won cups not just any cup a higher level than than MLS just come the ball and in the respective clubs so I expected. Like, you know, more of a hard-fought battle, you know? And and Mauricio just ate him up, carved him up. He just carved him up. Yep. And, and, you know, and, you know, then your wing game, your your flank game became the the way Orlando needed to, you know, go for the attack on on that particular game. They found their, their, you know, their niche, right? Uh, I'm going to attack on the flanks. And I want to go ahead and bring out the – the starting lineup too, and uh, this is how, how how the teams um, played, right? And um, honestly, you know, Ruan with a goal, Facundo Torres with a goal, both in the right flank. So just think about that, Benji. I think he had an acceptable game. I just think um, mm-hmm. he even said it in his post press conference. He needs to be a little bit more, uh, you know. Uh, maybe not, not not do one extra touch, right? Just just kind of have a little bit more confidence, and that's probably gonna get there. 
hopefully in the next few games because we, we're getting a we're definitely going to need a lot of the Benji. Uh, I think Orlando is going to need a lot of the Benji because we have a tough schedule. Coming yeah, up. oh, we sure do. We're going to be Road Warriors this uh, May, May and June. And uh, I think if, if I have to kind of talk about the next game too, uh, Thomas Williams. I think he's going to it's going to be Thomas Williams and Rodrigo Schlegel. Because Robin uh, Jensen got suspended. Yellow which, card accumulation. Which, again, honestly – I think that ref, my friend, he was he was just horrible. He was just horrible. He was he was just not the officiating was. There was one play in which uh, one of the Charlotte players almost completely injures uh, Benji. Right. And then, and then after that, he didn't call it even a yellow card. And then after that, there were nothing before that. There were two handballs, two handballs, and he was right there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like at the press box, I was like, "What are you doing?" There's two handballs. Two handballs, and then there was a there was a foul that basically looked like a pile driver uh, on Mauricio Pereira. That, in my opinion, uh, had the play had the uh, Charlotte player been maybe 50, 60 more pounds, he would have broke his uh, rib cage. So that that uh, knocked the air out of him. Uh, and we are we are not even touching the subject that Sylvester Van der Water left injured. Uh, oh, yeah. So people are saying uh, Achilles tendon, or the people saying that he rolled his uh, his uh, ankle. Uh, we don't know because obviously the club hasn't said anything. Usually, on these situations, they wait a day, uh, they get evaluated on Monday, and then the club yeah. makes a statement. But uh, he he was uh, I was commenting to my friend that uh, the the ref was about to lose. Um, Complete control of the game, uh, if he allowed that. And, and in my opinion, uh, he sort of did. Thankfully, did not go into majors. But again, I, it, you know, we keep expecting the best from pro. Pro is what it is. And I have, yeah, but, 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 but honestly, Dave, pro needs to get it together. I mean, I, I, and if I'm gonna get in trouble, I'll get in trouble. I honestly don't care. The U.S. is going to host a World Cup in 2026. These people cannot, under no circumstance. I'm hoping and praying that things get better. I wish them the best. I I hope they, you know. But it is bad officiating after bad officiating, not just Orlando being the team that is affected. I'm not saying just because of Orlando. I'm saying a lot of teams. It's bad officiating. These are amateur people. These are people that are not professionals. You compare the level of officiating in South America, let's say a country that is not doing so well economically, Argentina, right? You grab some of those referees, like compared to the ones that you see, like Fosti's Basacos from, that's the name of the ref for this game. I mean, night and day, man. Completely night and day. And um, I, I believe it, it just... Makes the league, it makes people que- people with a richer soccer culture question our league, our integrity too. Of course, know. it's like how are these guys gonna host a, a freaking World Cup if they don't have you know good, good refs. Refs don't even know like they can't even spot two handballs. I I think you know one of the things that I like about the English system is that uh, just like teams and players. Uh, the refs do get promoted. Like the, everybody starts at the right. very bottom and they got to work themselves. So when you are talking about a ref that is in the premiership, if this is a professional that is making a, a, a salary, obviously you always have to keep them 
well paid. Otherwise, they are, you know, I'm not saying that they will because integrity should be part of their moral fiber. But you also don't want people to, you know, uh, buy their way into wins like it happens in a lot of, a lot of our countries. But um, that's that's something that it promotes the quality. So the, so the refereeing matches the quality of the player, matches the type of intensity that we're going to have on the pitch. Uh, here in the United States, uh, my wife worked with uh, MLS ref that uh, basically uh, was a substitute teacher in the offseason. I mean, that's those are realities, my friends. Uh, yeah. The uncle who everybody likes to crap on, he's he's a he's a lawyer in Tampa. I mean, he practices law uh, when he's not refereeing during the season. So these are the type of things that happen. These are part timers, uh, quote unquote, the best that we have. Uh, but uh, if we're going to be investing on the physical aspect, you know, the stadiums, obviously this weekend we had our newest uh, soccer-specific stadium in Nashville. We're going to invest on that. We're going to invest on uh, bringing the academies and all this. We need to invest on this because one of the things that uh, uh, MLS fans can all agree is that the, the, it needs to be quality. I don't mind losing, Luis. I have said this before. Yeah, I don't yeah. mind losing to a better team, but to bad refereeing decisions – Three times in the history of our club in MLS, it has cost us dearly. Uh, in, no, of no. no, not only that, I think the MLS needs to create their own. I mean, if they work close with FIFA and, and, they, and they are hosting the 2026 World Cup and most of, this, most of, this, most of the games are going to be played in, in, in stadiums, MLS soccer-specific stadiums mm -hmm. too, which I think they should, um, I think the MLS needs to – create it's their own referees their, their own referee academy uh, or you know because you cannot have pro like for the world cup uh, you just can't have these people in, in my opinion that, i mean i'm not i know i'm probably getting in trouble but i mean honestly it is the the, the facts you you can't have those people they, they don't even know how to spot two handballs they don't even know what is overly aggressiveness on the pitch i mean what that kid maybe not intentional did to Benji Michel on that game was just uncalled for. And, uh, you know what they did to Antonio Carlos too. Remember what they did to Antonio Carlos. It cost us dearly. Antonio Carlos is not going to be part of our lineup. He still has a lot of months to recover. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it is insane. You know, uh, I do want to say talking about the positives, you know, um, personally, you know, 17,012 screaming fans, Packed Splurge Stadium, which was a great sight to see, you know. And then uh, Coach Oscar Pareja said, you know, and I'm a quote here: "It's good to get back to good results. The victory, the three points, the goals, and the first half are the things I will highlight today." Uh, Mauricio Pereira setting a record with assists. Robin Jensen as well with an important honor with 100 games. All those things are positive, and we enjoyed the victory by responsibility as well as the coaches. Is to see that in the second half. We did not dominate as much. And we need to become a team that has consistency throughout the game. I'm very pleased today with the effort coming off of, of a difficult result. Um, this one was great, was what he said. So um, what are your thoughts on what Oscar said, uh, Dave? I think it was the, the spot yeah, on. I mean, uh, I can't add to anything else to what he said. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, uh, I was pleased to see uh, our fans showing up. I don't know what we need to do to go over that little hump that prevents us from having a full house uh, that has been discussed at nauseum. And like I said, um, 
that's why it's critical that us as fans need we need to see what other people are saying about us. People that come with a blank page. And like I said, I, I got to experience that this weekend with somebody that has never seen Orlando City, has never been to the U.S., you know, has never uh, experienced MLS. And also with, with Alice uh, and his, uh, his uh, YouTube video, which represented our club beautifully to an audience. Because this is another thing. It's one of the biggest YouTubers out of England. And this is the this is our letter of introduction to a lot of fans that perhaps have not given MLS a chance because of what they hear. And uh, uh, Ellis addresses that in his video where he says that a lot of people patronizes uh, the MLS and don't give it a, a shot, don't give it a chance. And that's that's all I can ask from from people. Watch it if you tell me it's the worst. I I don't want it. I don't like it. And that's what I was telling. My friend Kai on the way there, uh, I said to him, uh, it's not the best football in the world, but it's fun, it's entertaining, and uh, who will turn away a night at the stadium? And, uh, you know, the, the way he described the night afterwards to me was incredible. Is this your friend? Yes. Uh, oh, there you go. There we go. So, uh, so there's a little story about this picture. Uh, Kai Lyles, who is uh, there. Uh, he's a fellow Steven H fan. Um, the la Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning, our time, afternoon in England, uh, Steven H was playing uh, uh, one, his, its last away game. Right. And uh, Kai tweeted to the team with that jersey that you see there. He had his jersey on. He said, hey, I'm in Orlando on holiday. I can't be at the game. Go Steven H. And Dominic Jordan, who's the CEO, of uh Steven H immediately tagged me and said, Hey, you know, you need to you need to you guys need to come together and uh I, I tweeted him. I invited him to uh an Orlando City game. Obviously I'm wearing my third kid uh Steven H jersey which yeah, is purple. purple. That's great. Yeah. Which by <laughs> the way this was Fantastic. voted the best third kid jersey for last for this season that is about to finish in England, um, so uh, a great jersey. And uh, anyhow, uh, so, you know, I, it, was, it was cool to spend some time, uh, you know, talking about uh, the club that, that, that I follow in England. Obviously, uh, Kai lives there. And, and, and again, to introduce him to new football, he left the place on Orlando City fan. I got to tell you that right now. Uh, all the, uh, uh, um, I shared that picture in, um, in our – Facebook group for Steven Edge and people are like, hey, uh, I can't wait. In June, uh, there's several more friends that are going to be uh, joining me at Exploria. So this is my friends. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. You know, you want people to come over. You want people to join the madness. Uh, you invite people. You invite people and people will come. And it's that simple. Uh, if you want to hear about his thoughts and uh, his opinion about American football, our culture, the world, everything else, uh, he talked to our friends at Orlando uh, City Fan TV. So uh, later on this week, uh, the video is going to come out, and obviously you're going to be able to to get his his impressions. But like I said, the man left impressed. This is a guy that lives in a city 40, more, 40 minutes north of London, accessible to some of the best football in the world, arguably, and he couldn't stop telling me how great of an atmosphere how passionate the fans, how knowledgeable the fans, how respectful the fans. And the one, the three things that surprised him, number one, 
You can drink while watching the game. And it did not just create fights among the fans. Two, uh, the uh, the fans from the away and the home team are not separated. And still, no fights. And lastly, he couldn't stop talking about how bad the refs are. <laughs> right. He's like, there's, 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 the refs are horrible. And I said, well, you know. We you know we can't we can't be perfect but uh, right. but yeah uh, like like I said it was a, it was a great night of football uh, had a had a had a had a fun time and oh, like I said when you win uh, everything everything is great happy days yes sir uh, Brian Guerrero that's Reyes yeah, Reyes yeah I know Reyes actually uh, we've um, he was he was uh, interested in. Uh, you know, uh, my, my, my Spanish outlet is called Ladre del Fútbol. You know, Ladre del Fútbol, we talk about, you know, South American soccer and Peruvian league. And, uh, you know, it's just, you're going to get, I mean, gotta, you know, you got to get, you got to know the league and live here to understand the MLS. And uh, even there's people here in the United States that still downplay the MLS and they live here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, because, you know, and they'd rather be Real Madrid fans or whatever the, the crazy, you know, and not support where they live, you know. I, I know people like that, unfortunately. Oh, Chad, we all do. We all do. Ch- Chad Coast here it says, MLS refs don't like us. I, I, I agree. I, I, I do mm-hmm. agree. Jim D, those two handles were literally 30 feet from me, even when Vanderwater got injured. My goodness. Pro is crap. We can all agree. Chad, Chad Coast here. Um, we, we need we need yeah. t-shirts we need t-shirts yeah, yeah and uh going into you know before i go into montreal we're gonna go into montreal something you know that i noticed that i think um we need to take a take a look into that because we're gonna also gonna face another team that we never faced before and that's gonna be austin and uh one thing that we're for orlando <clears throat> that i noticed is that the players are getting used to play with each other and you, I started seeing a lot of um, m- like movements that I've seen in different other games. So they're getting, they know where they are even without the ball. So I, it, things, and th- I did not see the same thing uh, with Charlotte, for example. Even though they have a, a fantastic midfield, I didn't see that. And why? Because obviously Charlotte just his first year in the MLS, and these are players that never play together. You know collectively and you have if you look at our backline just our backline rodrigo schlegel two seasons uh, mutinho you know what i mean um jensen ruan pedro then you have our mid you know you already have a core of mendes and urso playing together now you bring araujo that guy used to you know so in the key positions orlando has players that are already mentally they know okay i know ruan is right on my right on my right i'm probably Instead of passing to him because he's going to go into attack, I maybe pass it to Pedro. So there's already this mental; they already know what they're going to do. You know, they already the know. Consistency, what yeah, yeah. Right, they're gonna. They already know their next move. While I did not see about Charlotte, we need to take advantage of that. And I think against Austin, we could probably do the, the same thing. And, yeah, um, Austin's gonna be a tough nut to crack because we are playing in their field. Yeah. It's gonna be a, a pack house. Beautiful, beautiful. Story. And and beautiful. you know they they um. They can't wait to have us because obviously they they consider us uh, a city that stole the Austin Aztecs. When in reality, Austin oh, 
Austin stole itself <laughs> on that one. I mean, the, the audacity. I, like, wow. I'll, I'll wait until we, we have to play them to that's talk crazy. about that. But, you know, a city that, that, that was okay taking the Columbus crew away from Columbus has the audacity to say that. Okay, fine, whatever. But, um, but yeah, um, we talked about this, Luisa, the consistency, how, you know, because for five years we were like basically end of the season, 15 players out the door, 15 new ones, and, and that never created an environment that was conducive to, to victories. And now we have that, thank God. Uh, so now we're going to go on the road to Montreal, a team that is dying to settle the score. Sure. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Um, Montreal has been a very difficult place for us. Uh, last two times that we have played over there, uh, there have been victories. Uh, last time we were up north. Uh, or north of the border was when we went up in the uh, last, well, I believe it was the last game of the season in order to see if we were going to go to the playoffs or not. And uh, and at that point, a golazo, a golazo by Sebas Mendes and the kiss of death from Daryl Dike is what secured our victory. Uh, and you know that they're not, you know, we defeated them in the home opener. And and they're hungry. They they defeated Atlanta two to one. Uh, I mean they are they are a tough team. I mean whatever deficiencies they had, Luis, they have corrected them. So for us, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a big test going out to to Canada this uh, coming up Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a tough test, uh, definitely for for Orlando City and because there are some important players that are playing at a very high level for Montreal, and I'm gonna name them. Uh, Lassie Lapailanen, he's played against Orlando. Every single game they play against the Lions, he's been one of the top players in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then you have Kamal, Kamal Miller that he, he was just, I think, nominated. He's um, also part of the team of the week. Just at which we're, we were, I was going to mention either way. We were going to congratulate Ruan uh, for being on team of the week. But two, one former Lion and one Lion are in the team of the week. Kamal Miller is in the team of the week in the MLS. Fantastic uh, game against uh, Atlanta. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, a, a total footballer. And, again, I'm so yeah. angry that we lost him in that expansion yeah. draft. And then uh, another one to take, take a look at. And, I mean, Romel Kyoto. every time he's played with Orlando, he's got a red card. So uh, we need to just make sure. I mean, you have to understand, more than likely, a young player like Thomas Williams will be the person who will be in charge of making sure he's in check, right? And you know, mm-hmm. Kyoto, knowing, and I'm sure all the fans that are listening and, and watching this could agree with me, he's going to try to look for that contact. Now, Thomas is a fantastic defender. This is a huge test for him. If he passes with flying colors this, this particular test against Romel Kyoto, I guarantee you, we have a hell of a center back. And I have no doubt he's going to have the personality to handle him. And then another player, when Kyoto was expelled last game against Orlando, the player who became pretty much the anchor of the whole mid and attack was Victor Wanyama. He played in Celtic for many years, fantastic player. He could play in the attack, and he could be a great six as well. And he's, again, a physical player. He's going to try to look for that contact, try to fall, try to commit the foul to get a set piece 
And so, and then you have another player that is great. That is uh, Mikhailovich, you know, Mikhailovich, in my opinion, he, he, um, set piece galore. He's a great cross. His crosses are fantastic. And I just think, you know, we have, and I want to say we've played against Montreal uh, a, a couple times now. Mm-hmm. I, I, on this game, we probably need to, you know, uh, we know what's coming, right? So I, I think the players should, you know, not just park the bus and, and, and expect, you know, because they're going to go for the, for the kill. So we need to be containing regain possession and attempt attempt our game on the flanks. Uh, I think Orlando City has had really good games when Kamal Miller played w- with Montreal. So maybe Oscar knows a way of neutralizing both their 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 backs, right? The their left back and the right back. And you know, in those positions we have players like Alexandre Pato, like Facundo Torres, like Benji Michel. Mm-hmm. And also Ruan can, can also play that that flank. So um, it's going to be a tough game for sure. And you know Montreal fans are wanting to make it difficult for Orlando fans, especially after you know them deeming that Ramel Kioto didn't do anything wrong and he, he right, should have right, never right, ejected, right. right? So yeah, well I was there and he did everything necessary to get get kicked out of that game. Um, the uh, what complicates things, my friends, is the fact that uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, we're going to have Open Cup against um, the Philadelphia Union. And I can't tell you this, Luis. I spoke with maybe uh-huh. six or seven people. Uh, schedule right here for you. Yes. Six or seven people uh, that are also uh, listeners uh, or uh, viewers of the show. And everyone said the same thing. On Tuesday we better have starting 11 because we cannot afford to sit anybody for the Philadelphia union. Philadelphia union um, had a uh, tie this past weekend against uh, Nashville. Uh, They look very dangerous, Luis. And uh, if you ask me my humble opinion, I would rather take an L at Montreal or a tie in, in win Tuesday because the opportunity to lift a trophy is better at the Open Cup, and this this fan base, this club is hungry for a trophy. So, my expectations of Montreal are uh, are you know to be honest with you, I, I we can afford dropping points if we have to, uh, but uh, to me the the priority and if you know if and I can't be wrong, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but to me the Open Cup is right there for the taking. While other clubs are still playing USL one teams, non-league teams, uh, USL championship teams, we are playing the crop of the crop of the East for our game. While Miami is playing uh, a USL League one team, we're playing a equal. So to me, right, right, right. that and, should be the priority. And and, and, and Philly is a contender for the. Oh Asian yeah, for sure. sure. I mean, for sure. Uh, respect to where respect is. And uh, they have a, they have a great coach. They have a great squad. Uh, I, I have a, a lot of respect uh, for for Philly as well. Look, I there's a lot of things that could happen. And if, if I'm correctly, I think Thomas Williams will be the starter uh, as a center back. I, I'm I'm concerned because we have a lot of depth. I think in in other places, um, but 
the the defenses where you know we lost Jensen. So Jensen for sure, I I see him playing against Philadelphia, for sure. Um, the thing is, will, will will Rodrigo play? And and I agree with you. I think Orlando needs to play with you know the most A squad that they have against this team. You know, in the end, I know it's Oscar Pereja's decision. You know, and mm-hmm. he knows what's best for the club and, and it's his team and all that good stuff. But honestly, it's a great opportunity for Orlando to definitely get some silverware. And I think uh, with Montreal, we can definitely we, – we already know how to contain them. And I, I believe we can hopefully get a good result. I think if mm-hmm. Orlando plays the way they play against Columbus and Charlotte the first few minutes of the game, using making sure we're containing um you know we're, we're taking over possession and we are doing attacking plays through the wings and ruan is playing at that level and we got facundo playing at that, that, that great level or taking advantage of our set pieces right also too because facundo is a double player too that he's prone to be fouled a lot by a mm-hmm. lot of by a lot of like, rivals um if orlando's up to nil Against Montreal, I'll start thinking maybe in the second half I'll make some changes here. Mm-hmm. You know, because I want to save some players for the Philly game. I, I do agree with you. I know it's a Tuesday. I know it's going to be tough. I'll be there for mm-hmm. sure. But it's 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 a game that Orlando needs to certainly win. And, and Philadelphia then- is going to be playing Saturday at LAFC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know it's it. In my opinion, their situation is it's uh, worse than ours, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised that they sacrifice that game because it's against a Western team that if they drop points, it doesn't count against uh, you know uh, another team in their conference. Like I said, it's a tough decision. I, I I feel that we've been so close before to the Open Cup trophy that we can't just let it go just like that this year. No, I, I agree with you. But look, if Montreal wins, they'll go up in the standings. We will, we will go down fourth, and then we have to wait till New York loses. New York is playing against Sporting KC in New York. In my opinion, more than likely, that'll be a W for mm-hmm. New York. Of course. Uh, even though they don't have a stadium, but that's another story. And, and actually, no, they're probably going to play at the Red Bull Stadium. So, uh, wow, that's great. Um, and then um, you got Montreal. So it is – I mean, Montreal is going to go for the kill. Yeah, for sure. So so they're in their home stadium. They're going to – Saputo Park, I think it's called. Yeah, and, and Montreal is, is a Canadian team. They're not part of the U.S. Open Cup. The Canadian uh, championship, it's it, – I mean, it's right. it's a, a championship that either Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver win. They just take turns practically. Uh, that that tournament is it's super easy. They dominate that. Uh, so again, you know, uh, if Oscar Pareja is listening, uh, that's that would be my wish as a as a fan um, to put priority on the Open Cup versus uh, a league game. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind parking the bus uh, and just go for the nil nil. I'm okay with that because you know I'm looking at. Uh, uh, at the long run, uh, there's a comment there directed at me. Let's see here, uh, by Antonio see, Rodriguez. Uh, Antonio Rodriguez. Yo, David, I asked this in the comments in your recent vid, but I'll ask again. What do you think of the possibility of getting well-known 
French League One Brazilian center back Jemerson. He just got released. Well, he's do we have the money? Do we have the spot? <laughs> he's also 29. Uh -huh. And we arguably need another center back just in case one of the main guys gets injured, just like Antonio Carlos. We can't risk it. Okay, what are your thoughts there? Well, I, I think I, Antonio, I think I responded to you, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I responded to a ton of people. So, part of me, if I, if I'm wrong on this, but my, my view was, uh, with Gaston Gonzalez out of the equation, uh, like we said, the window closes Wednesday. We already had enough time to understand that he's not gonna be here. Is our club going to make a stopgap decision like we did last year, where we brought uh, Emmanuel Mas? Uh, on a short contract to sort of get us over the hump. Uh, so there's a, there's a possibility. A player of this talent. Well, I think uh, he, he got a – I think they will be back. But let's take a look here at Jemerson. Have him right here. Can you hear me? Okay. All right. Now, now we can hear you. Now we can hear you. Okay, so uh, I, I don't know what the what, what the fans heard, but um, I think you cut off again. Older. So uh, listen, I, I I'm all for uh, for bringing players. Now the the problem here is the international spot, right? Right, and this is what I wanted to also bring up uh, since you're cutting in and out. Um, Jemerson, right? So we're looking at the transfer market. A anybody can go ahead and go, go ahead and, and do this. He he's playing League One for for Monaco, right? But look where he's played, right? He's played. All right, look. So he played in Jamaica, which is probably like a third division squad in Brazil. Then he went to Atlético Mineiro B. Uh, then he went to uh, he got into the we went from Atlético Mineiro in 2016. Then he went to Monaco. And then he only he played uh, four years in Monaco, probably his best years, right? Five point five million price tag, and then he went to back to he went to Corinthians, one of the biggest clubs in Brazil as well, right? And then after twenty twenty one, he's been dwindling without a club in in several months, and that to me it's a red flag. If, if you want me, because Antonio Carlos. We know he was in Palmeiras, and uh, you know, and uh, I mean this this guy didn't have a club. I mean, you, you can see it right there. He he didn't have a club for a couple of months. Then he went back to Mets. Then you know, without a club, without a club. So, I mean, nonetheless, I think we we need to we need to definitely revamp the, the the center back position for sure but and i think it'll be probably i mean i, I don't know emmanuel mas came from boca juniors right dave right emmanuel mas came from boca juniors so we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i think uh i think it's definitely going to be it's it's a good point that you make but i, I think I, I would love to just look maybe within the mls rather than wasting an international spot. I mean, we can find a good prospect, a good center back, you know, that we can make an offer up for, for a trade or, or go from there. Because uh, if I'm a scout and I see a lot of without clubs, it's kind of like a resume, right? When, when, you work, when you work on your resume and you work at a place for only like four, four three, three or four months, people ask you, why is that? 
Are you injury prone? For a soccer player, are you injury prone? Are you a conflict? You know, you spark conflict in the in the locker room. You know, so it just makes you ask a lot of questions. Um, you're back, Dave. Are you there? Oh no, you're still you're still not talking. Okay, let's get read some comments here. Jim D. I love playing with one of the top in the East early in the Open Cup. I would rather get knocked out early and focus on MLS or beat the best. I have a realistic shot at the cup. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I think as um, and, and no soccer player wants to go into a game and lose, right? So Orlando needs to figure out a way to to have their best squads for both. And um, I think that's going to come with a lot of changes. And that's why Orlando needs to be up in the scoring board early. You know, the first 20 minutes, it has to be an Orlando goal. So that's just my opinion. Um, but I, I do agree with that. You know, I, I think the Open Cup is such a great opportunity to, to get some, some silverware. Okay, so let's, let's move on. Um, we have... Um, Tom Bogert. I want to talk about, I know a lot of people are saying Tom Bogert. We're almost close to the end of the show. Before we go into Tom Bogert, uh, or Bogert, um, which is a journalist, I want to congratulate Ruan, right? Uh, Ruan and obviously Kamal Miller. They were picked on the team of the week for MLS. You know, Klimala, which had a, not a so good game against us. Uh, Red Bulls, a top striker for now uh, in the team of the week. Are you there, Dave? Yeah, don't know what happened. My apologies. Yeah, it's okay. No, so we switch gears here uh, regarding the, the the team of the week, right? So Ruan is in the team of the week uh, with um, with Kamal Miller, former Lion, and then obviously this this guy right here, Jerusi. When we play against uh, Mont um, Austin, this guy is going to be a good matchup for Orlando City for sure. I, I can't. I think it'll be a great matchup to face him. What an exciting player Austin has right there. And um, what are your thoughts on the team of the week, Dave? Well, no, uh, well deserved for uh, Juan. Uh, absolutely breaking records, um, you know, shutting down the haters. And, uh, you know, in my opinion, uh, well deserved. Man of the match on top of that. I hope he's bringing that energy uh, to Montreal. We're going to need it. Um, again, like, like we were discussing before I had the um, – uh, the connection uh, problems there. Uh, you know, um, we have to we have to prioritize. To me, uh, on a trophy, and uh, this is the type of situation that is going. And our our bench and and our players, you know, they're gonna have to play with the heart of a lion. No point. Oh, I think he went went off again. Unfortunately, all right. Tom Bogert, uh, famous. Uh, so talking about a little bit of the Chris Miller situation, Tom Bogert says, good move for Chicago. Gives them a different dynamic. We'll be soon be able to choose from Jairo Torres, Chris Mueller, Fabian Herbers, Stanislav Ivanov. Yep, right. okay. Sorry about that. There you go. Yeah, you, you, you completely were gone for like two minutes. Yeah, which, sorry about that. So uh, the point is, is, you know, we just, we got to win. <laughs> That's it. Sorry about that, guys. No, it's okay. So we were talking about, you know, Tom Bogart, right? Tom Bogart just tweeted uh, th this, right, regarding Chris Mueller. 
This good move for Chicago gives him a different dynamic. He will be, you know, Chicago will be able to, to choose from Jairo Torres, Chris Mueller, Fabian Herbers, uh, Stanislav Ivanov, Brian Gutierrez on either side of Sheridan Shakiri and Pris Vilko, right? All the pieces are there. So he's just praising the, the move, right? Well, at least Orlando City is getting something back, right? It says here, uh, Antonio Rodriguez, love the input. Thanks, guys. You brought up the possibly going for traits instead, etc. Is there any center backs you guys have in mind? I'm scared that we will face a center back crisis if one more injury happens. No, that's very true. No, that's true. Um, I mean, uh, within the league, why don't you go, Dave? Uh, within the league, uh, I think right now uh, Portland, uh, Sporting Kansas City. I don't think he... He definitely. Um... Okay, I'm back. Jesus, I, I I don't know what's happening with my computer. So I'll. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, so uh, I like I said, Sporting Kansas City, uh, Portland, uh, LAFC are teams that will be willing to. Personally, if you ask me, selfishly, I will go for Zarek Valentin out of uh, out of Houston. That's just me. You know, he's distantly related to me. He's Puerto Rican. He's in the national team. And uh, he's very good. So that's what I will do. That's the player I will go for. Sure. Uh, personally, I, I will say, you know, um, there's the, you know, international spot. We need to look within the league, right? And uh, we maybe need to look into also – um, you know, League Two, maybe, you know, MLS Next Pro. You know, we need to find a diamond in the rough because depth is, at center back, we do have. It's just that at the moment, Antonio Carlos being down, you know. Well, we have I, Freeman, right? Freeman is a center back? Freeman is also, yeah, he could play He could play center back and he could play uh, left back. So, mm -hmm. I mean, and then you also have Kyle Smith. And that's another thing I wanted to say. You got Kyle Smith. And then you also, and this is going to sound crazy, right? But I kind of been seeing it when Oscar tried to do his uh, three defenders out back. He started playing the three, five, two. So three defenders, five midfielders, and two attackers. He was doing that the past few games. Not on this last game. But he had, at some point, Cesar Araujo. Mm-hmm. So he, in a way, I could see Oscar being okay. Shoot, we're down. I have mm -hmm. Mendes Anur, so admit, and then maybe Araujo could help out a center back, being one of the center backs or as a or as a wing, um, a left back, right? And uh, it could be. But I think uh, he 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 makes a good point. Joao played uh, center back in college. That's another possibility. We have Kembol Guadalupe. Yeah, yeah, we have Kembol Guadalupe, but in my opinion, um, Kembol Guadalupe, he's uh, representing uh, under-20s. Mm -hmm. No, U.S. under-20s. He's an exciting player, but in my opinion, he has not gotten enough minutes at OCB. And uh, the, the, the two games that I've seen of Kembol this season were, the, were um, you know, the first game he came back, both goals uh, came through his side. So I just think it's a matter of him having that continuous play. You know, he needs to continue playing every single game um, for OCB as a starter and then get used to the, the rhythm. 
And then once he gets used to the rim, I think he's going to be a hell of a center back for sure. And if the U.S. is going to call him up and he's going to have a chance to play for the U.S. men's national team, I say to the Peruvian media, sorry, guys. You know what I mean? You lost your chance because he also did under-20s for the Peruvian national team. He did under-20s and they didn't call him up for – and U.S. sent out the invitation – and I'm not going to judge him. He accepted, and he's going to go and try it out and see what he's happens. Right? What's best for him. What's best for him, and I, yeah. and I, couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, he's a young man that has a very level-headed person, and uh, I wish him the best always. Uh, great comment by Colin Garvey, I want to say. He says here, he's not sure how he is at the moment, though. Yeah, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think Orlando will be okay. The, the schedule is what scares me the most, right? Coming up, uh, it's going to be quite a roller coaster. Mm. Uh, you're, you're coming to Montreal, then playing your, you know, you're playing your, your Open Cup game, and then you're leaving to Toronto. Yes. Four days later, right? It's going to be another tough matchup in a right. place where we have never won. Right, that's right. And before we close, uh, you know, obviously, unfortunately, the Orlando Pride, um, they they dropped points uh, on their home opener. You know, um, great, great, um, a lot of, a couple of bright spots for sure. But, I mean, Gotham, Let's call it for what it is. It was disappointing. Yeah. It was disappointing. They really – the bright spots were maybe Gunny John's daughter, who's playing a high level. Um, James as well, the Welsh international. Um, you know, but just, I don't, it's, I was very surprised about uh, Viviana Villacorta, so young, just came out of ACL injury, playing mm-hmm. uh, at a very high level, recouping that ball with a lot of drive. I think she's going to be so influential for the pride coming up. And then I think what's uh, – and also Carrie Abello uh, from Penn State, hell of a game. And uh, those are the bright spots I see for the Pride. But the rest was just um, – there were no, nothing was linking up for them. I mean, the attacking plays were being met with a great back line that was neutralizing them. And the few chances they had uh, – they weren't producing anything in attack. And I think it's just a matter of them having time to gel together a little bit better. But, you know, you have to understand they have a fan base that is hungry to, for wins. And they're so passionate that they want to see their yeah, team Yeah, absolutely. But I think Coach Cromwell, she has this under control. Uh, it's just these are young. I mean, the old guard gone past right and these are new players and then also they've had some some injuries right like Maggie Darty Howard down and then i think and a couple of other players that are sidelined with injuries um you know i personally believe that there is a bright light out there and i i hope the next game the Orlando Pride continues it's a long season is but is the first game no one wants to lose their home opener right Right, uh, of course. Especially down down three now. Yeah. And in the first twenty minutes they scored two on you. I think that's that's uh pretty, yeah. pretty tough. I think uh, you know, this season is going to be, in my opinion, it's going to be 
Um, it's going to be on, 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 on Amanda Cromwell's uh, shoulders. Um, like you said, the, the fan base is tired of losing. Uh, they, they are not dumb. They see what's happening with Orlando City. They see the improvements there. They want the same for the Pride. Um, uh, the Pride deserves better, to be honest with you. Um, it was badly constructed, uh, very arrogant moves in the first two years that handicap the growth of this, of, of this, this team. So, uh, in my opinion, they have to do something drastic this year. They have to show improvement. Otherwise, uh, heads will have to roll, in my opinion, because that's how it is. It's a, it's a result-driven industry. And um, uh, if when I talk to Pride fans, like I say, if they're like, you know, they go to Orlando City Games or they go to Pride, they, they, they describe it as, as a cold shower because, you know, you, the night before they went and they saw that great victory, and then Sunday they go to a game and what happened? You know, they, they, you have to yeah. eat three goals in your own house. Yeah. But and, and the goalkeeper happened to be the goalkeeper that we have for ages that will let them in by the by the dozen, and then all of a sudden she has a Pedro Alessio performance. Right, and not only that, but uh, one thing I noticed, and Amanda Cromwell said it right, and I think uh, she's she's right on the money. She said players now have to be accountable of, of, of what they're doing now. And, uh, and I think uh, they're getting to, to that point of account, uh, being accountable for each other. So, for example, you let your, the, wing, the rival team's winger pass you. That's your responsibility because you, you are the right back. You should have stopped that winger, right? Mm -hmm. So players are learning that. You understand these are college-level players that are getting to the game now. So – she, she's, she talked about sports psychologists coming into the team and talking to them and stuff. So, I mean, these are, these are, these are things that are moving, and I'm confident because there's a lot of exciting players there. It's just that they haven't gotten the time to completely yes. play with, that, um, with, with memory movements like maybe we've seen Orlando City play now, especially against mm -hmm. Charlotte, that you know where Facundo is going to be at. Benji knows where, you know, Moutinho, if he's behind him, he knows where to pass the ball to him. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, those type of movements you don't see in the pride because there is so many, there's been so many changes. So let's wait and see. Uh, I am excited to say that Orlando City had 17,000 supporters against Charlotte, and then Orlando Pride also had a, quite a lot of good um, – a, a good, a good um, you know, uh, a lot of fans came to for the home opener, and and I hope that 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 continues within the season because those players, the Carriabellos, the Viviana Villacortas, then um, Angar James, the mm -hmm. all all the young players, the Yuli Doyles that had her first start and everything, um, they deserve that that uh, emotion from the crowd. So hopefully, people come support. The last two comments before we go. I want to thank everybody. Antonio Rodriguez, uh, and you start, Dave. What are your, what are you guys' opinions on Sebas not starting too much? I feel like how good he's doing for Ecuador. He deserves to start game in, game out. I do like Urso and Araujo, though, but it's a shame. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, we're getting to that point where we are having to make tough decisions. Uh, his his contract is up uh, this year. I believe in the summer, if I'm not mistaken, for for renewal or 
So we don't know if we are going to allow him to move on. If we do, uh, it will be on a free, which, uh, you know, we can't keep doing that. We have to profit from the players that we have. Uh, if he decides to stay in MLS and goes to the East, that's going to be detrimental to our, uh, you know, hopes for this year or next. So, um, sadly, again, you know, you bring a much younger player that uh, that gives you about the same. That's just part of the game sometimes. Um, yeah. To what, me, what honestly, honestly, very professional young man, um, dedicated to, to his craft, dedicated to the club, dedicated to learn, you know, the language. You know, like everybody wants to press, oh, Seba speaks English. It's like, yeah, he speaks English. Yeah, mm-hmm. so so he in his off time he's he's taking care of himself, taking care of learning everything and making sure he's he knows that the MLS is a pathway to Europe. Absolutely. And in, in, in order to get to that, it's easier for him to to learn the language, learn the custom. So he's he's a very professional man. Uh, I personally believe, in my heart, this is just my opinion. I think he's Orlando through and through. I think he might he might he might seek renewal. Hopefully, um, you know, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing great for Ecuador, for sure. He's going to go to the World Cup. But Orlando has never had this depth on the mid, ever. When you have Araujo, you have Urso, and you have Mendes. And there are games for Sebas Mendes, and there are games for Urso, and there is games for Araujo. And Araujo has been the most consistent because, number one, he's younger, He's been uh, very good recouping the ball, even though his fouls have gone down tremendously now. But he's still being that physical presence. And I think the switches are either Urso or Mendes starting several games. And uh, there are games that Araujo is not playing at all. And uh, you see Urso and Mendes. So there's a lot to choose for the for, for, for Oscar Pareja. And I think uh, I, I trust his judgment personally. Absolutely. All right. Um, Last comment before we go, and then you, you go, Dave. Jim D, with this upcoming schedule, fans are about to lose their minds. We'll be on an emotional roller coaster. Get your pro sack ready. MLS, <laughs> baby. Welcome to MLS. Uh, uh, no, uh, Luis, before, before we go, I want to say something. Uh, this podcast is always for the fans and about the fans, and Luis and I are fans ourselves. Uh, last uh, show, I made some comments of uh, where I singled out an OCB player. And one of our listeners reached out to me, just like a, all of you guys can do the same, and uh, basically told me that uh, that was that was not right to do because OCB is a development team. Um, that if I'm gonna talk about one player, I should talk about all of them. And, and you're absolutely correct. I'm gonna reserve the name of, uh, <laughs> of the friend that told me that, and I just want to apologize for that. In a moment of fan passion, I I, I single out this player. Uh, it's a young man that is just trying to make headway in the world. And uh, for that reason, I, I, I just want to say that that in the future, uh, if we are going to uh, be discussing OCB, we're going to do it uh, with a different uh, measuring bar, if you will, because, you know, they're younger guys, uh, some fresh out of the academy, and, and it's not fair to sort of hold them at the same standard as the pros that have been toiling away over the years. Uh, so that's that. Uh, the other thing, uh, please uh, check out my blog at the Legendary David on uh, YouTube. Uh, of course, you guys can reach me out at Florida underscore man seven six. And lastly, our friends at OC Fan TV. 
are going to be having a watch party this uh, coming up Saturday, 4 p.m., uh, May 7th, at the Tin Roof. So go out to their social media, check it out, and uh, go there and make a lot of noise and enjoy yourselves uh, down there on I Drive. And, Luis, that's, that's it for me. As always, vamos Orlando. Well, I want to thank everybody. Subscribe to our Twitter, uh, at LPO underscore podcast. We're on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. Also, click the notification bell for all notifications on YouTube. Click. the, the We're almost at the 400 mark getting there. Let's get to 500 um, in the next month. Um, pass, you know, pass you know, the word around. Uh, anybody that's an Orlando City fan, uh, join LPO. We have uh, a lot of good content and a lot of more things are coming. A lot of cool interviews are about to take place the next few months. So uh, people are going to be very excited about what we're about to make happen here. So um, thank you so much for, all, for, your, for your support. And um, check me out at Pineda uh, underscore ORL on Twitter and Instagram. And also uh, soon, um, there's going to be a Loud and Proud Orlando account on, on Instagram as well, which we're going to have all of our Orlando content right there. And then I'm, I will be having a different Twitter and a different uh, a, a different Instagram. Which and we I'll have a surprise, play. Luis, uh, yeah. the, uh, 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 for the show. The beginning of the show is going to be different soon. So. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. There's going to be a new a new intro coming up, so it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, again, I want to thank. I've seen it. I just, I just, I, I'm sorry, Luis, to interrupt. I've seen it. It's just awesome. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wanna, I wanna thank uh, Alvaro Pesan, my friend uh, from Ladra del Fútbol, for my, my Spanish outlet. Um, he's a he's a magician uh, with with all the stuff, his videos, and I wanna thank him for sure. So thank you so much, Alvaro, for that. And uh, yeah, it's coming probably by by next episode. We'll have a new intro and everything. And I wanna thank every single person who. You know, talks to Dave out on the street and shakes their hand and say, hey, I love your show. And also everybody that adds me on social media. You know, we do this in a lot of passion. I'm a UCF grad. Uh, I, I grew up in Orlando. I, I, I got married in Orlando. I, you know, everything I've done. I live um, West Orlando, downtown Orlando, um, Kissimmee, you know. Um, it, 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 I'm, we do this for the city beautiful and we're very passionate and uh, we definitely appreciate all the all the good feedback we've had and also the thing that we need to improve so and then and again i want to thank orlando city communications for all, some of the footage and pictures and things like that thank you so much and vamos orlando right dave we'll see you next week vamos orlando, vamos orlando. thank you Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando.